This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are watching a master at work. Welcome, welcome, welcome to NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson, Jason Bowen, and we are going to talk about all of week two in the NFL, predominantly the primetime games that you hopefully had a chance to check it out because most of them were exciting. And then we've also got some of the matchups to preview upcoming, and we'll decompress some of the items that took place league-wide in general. That is on the agenda tonight. Foremost, though, we're going to talk about Bet Online. That's our sponsor. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head online to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100, NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. And then we've been talking also about Balance 7. I don't know if you heard about Lamar Odom, but he's attempting to return to professional basketball in Spain. Apparently, he's going to try out for Pau Gasol's team. He's been taking a new product he owes the credit to, and that's Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH-balancing alkaline supplement drink. It's like vitamins or supplements in liquid form. Just one ounce a day, three times a week, excuse me, three times a day in one week, and you'll see the effects. Um, You can see how it has helped Lamar Odom with his comeback and whatnot. And right now, if you go to balance7.com and use the promo code BLEAV, you'll get uh, $10 off of their 32-ounce bottle. Bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to see if the BH balancing drink is going to work for you. Again, that's balance7.com and use the code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. If it works for Lamar Odom, it can work for you. We're back for week three. Uh, We have two weeks in the rear view, and we got a full slate of the usual stuff, the games, the prominent ones, and the ones that are upcoming. Um, However, I saw on Twitter before we got on here that the Raiders kicker, Daniel Carlson, who some of you know, from the Vikings weeks that he was on the team and then his subsequent success in Las Vegas. He talked about how he screwed himself because the opponent that he was playing in fantasy football was himself. And that was a noteworthy moment for the media. Cause it, you know, it's kind of neat. It's kind of cool, 
But I got to thinking, like, how the hell can he play fantasy football when Pete Rose is banned from baseball for gambling? Because all fantasy football is is less risky gambling. And I asked you, Wes, about it, and you're like, yeah, all these dudes play. So break that down for me. Yeah, uh, I've heard uh, over the years a few different players kind of uh, have have dabbled in it or, you know, have made mention to, um, you know, their fantasy team or they drafted themselves. I, I think Juju Smith-Schuster was famous for, for saying that he drafted himself number one overall and <laughs> and so on and so forth. Um, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's – I want to say maybe in the last three years or so, it's really started to – to reach out more into like the Vegas side of things where before when money was involved, it, it generally was like amongst friends, like, you know, doing a, um, at home, you know, poker night or something where it, it's kind of, you know, low risk, you know, you're losing money to friends. It's no big deal type of a thing. Okay. So, so, so it's perfectly legal then for the, for NFL players to play fantasy football. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it exists in gray area. <laughs> so what because, about this guy coming out admitting it? Well, that's, Is he going to get fined? Well, I seriously, when I saw that, I thought, what a dumbass. <laughs> but it was it was so lighthearted, retweeted around the globe. All the heavy hitters in the NFL were retweeting it. So it must be unspoken because I swear to Christ, you can't gamble on sports when you play in the sport. Yeah, Jeez. <laughs> I mean, well. like in theory, in theory, let's say one of these dudes is in a high roller league mm-hmm. and he's in garbage time is just sitting there padding the numbers so he can win his fantasy match. For the week. It's <laughs> selfishly, like, yeah, selfishly yeah, win, <laughs> <laughs> dropping passes pre pre that though. So they get behind. Yeah, oh my God. it's, it's a, on a very miniature scale. It's Pete Rose and allegedly Rose just bet on his own team. So <laughs> Here's one. Rose does need to be in the Hall of Fame, though. <laughs> Here's one. Larry Donnell, who was a tight end for the Giants, um, he benched himself one game in favor <laughs> of uh, Vernon Davis. Uh, he went out that that weekend and had like a monster game and lost in his league <laughs> because he was sitting on the bench. Unbelievable. Benching, benching yourself is spectacular. It's like. <laughs> Well, A, it's like I either, either I'm not going to get touches or B, I just I'm not really good. I'm just riding the coattails of this team, you know. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So I think the yeah. takeaway for the, the listeners is that indeed fantasy or excuse me, indeed NFLers play fantasy football. But we're fairly sure that it's just tongue in cheek that they get away with it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that they're doing like FanDuel or, or one of those sites. Uh, we're not getting paid by them, so we're not going to mention them again. But uh, <laughs> betonline.ag—that's the one that you want to go to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I think if they're not playing those types of sites where it's you know weekly winners, the money's being funneled through you know a Vegas-style uh, gambling arena, then um, even if it's you know a, a home league or a high-stakes league where there's you know, it's $10,000 buy-in and something mm-hmm. crazy like $100 transactions or something. That's still, you know, just amongst high roller friends in a way. So I, I don't really see an issue with it. I told uh, US a couple months ago that 
So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of personalities in the Viking community now, players and stuff from dudes that I've interviewed because of my connection to Brian McKinney. Um, and I've thought about putting a fantasy league together of Vikings players, but then I always get nervous that they're going to expect like a $4,000 buy-in and then I'm going to have to just be like, oh, hi, uh, all right. I don't want to play in the league, but I'll commission if they throw yeah. I'm like, I don't know what a lot of money for fans. No, 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 no. Then you charge them a fee. (laughs) You know, hey, this is only a $2,000 fee to buy into this thing, man. (laughs) Kevin Hart did a intrigued a little bit. Yeah, I'll tell them I'll play for free and I'll just manage the league and, you know. But yeah, the the fees cover your services. (laughs) That that was my reservation because I know I could get off the ground, but A, I don't want to insult them. Like, we got a $50 league, boys. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, that's nothing to them. And then if I start spitballing, like how much do you want to lay down? Like 2000 bucks, they'd be like, we don't got that kind of money or something. Like so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to lots, it out lots to consider there. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send you something after this. Uh, there's a comedian. I, I know Kevin Hart's done a bit on it, but uh, a comedian I like named Gary Owen. He, okay. he really did a, a bit on it where uh, he was hanging out with uh, Dwayne Wade, Gabriel oh, Union yeah. and, <laughs> And they they were talking like big money, and he checked himself like, oh, what did I get myself into? Oh yeah, no, I I, I do have a really quick question about yeah. about the whole fantasy thing, and and it's not mm-hmm. fantasy, but it's it's one of those other leagues that you can get into and play like on a weekly basis, and I don't remember which one it was. And uh, well, according to us, even if I did, I probably shouldn't say it, but um, <laughs> I don't know the rules there. But so a friend of mine at work bet like a hundred bucks. Um, I think he had like maybe one player or something. It was, it wasn't a whole team. I don't think maybe it was just, maybe it was, but he had an opportunity and a good opportunity to win like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and it came down to this last little bit and, and, and he was nudged out somehow and he ended up winning like seven fifty, seven hundred fifty 750 bucks. Mm. So really good take home. Um, but I don't know what kind of league that was. I mean, it was, it's a, it's a pretty reputable league. Um, maybe it was DraftKings or something. I, I don't, I don't know how that, how any of those work. Right. The big one in our orbit West is the guillotine stuff that Paul Charchian does. Yeah. And I'm looking to explore that. I didn't want to do it this year. Cause this was going to be, uh, my first NFL season in charge of a website, like Vikings territory. So I wanted to see how busy I'd be. Um, but yeah, after, so when fantasy ends in week 16, there's always that hangover. So my cousin and I, we always do a league that extends into the postseason, but it's not against each other. It's, it's one of the ones where you go have a budget and then you set your lineup out of all the players that are playing throughout the wild card round. And then we all throw in 50 bucks and we just, it's at the end, whoever has high points gets it all. But nice. yeah, there's always that hangover, especially if you lose in a, <laughs> wretched fashion um, oh, because God. It, it becomes it becomes such a part of your life so <laughs> it does it is kind of a neat thing for sure <laughs> all right let's get into the the real uh implication of regular season football the first game that we had on the docket was right after we recorded last week a, a day after when the washington football team outlasted the giants in another topsy-turvy prime time game i felt like when we had the monday nighter with lions and packers we finally got a snoozer because the packers decided they wanted right. to show up in the second half <laughs> But that game was wild. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think, is starting to come into his own. 
Um, there was either somebody on Twitter or one of the announcers said that he, he's so close to being good, but then he just has these head scratching moments where right. you want to know if he's going to alleviate those, just get rid of them. Or if he's always going to be a quarterback that appears to throw the ball well, but just does dumb stuff every now and then. Cause uh, he did a little bit of that, but by the numbers, he's having a very good third season. And then the golden boy, at least for a week, is Taylor Heineke. Uh, Jason, did you get a chance to watch the Thursday night game? Yeah, I did. I mean, yeah, that was it was a great game. Great game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Washington yeah, having what I think is a stout defense, at least if I'm looking looking at last year, I'm not watching them every week, but um Chances they're not, they're going to be as good as last year are probably pretty small, but still a very very respected defense. And for the for the Giants to to go out there and put up the the numbers that they did, uh, it it was a really impressive game. Yeah, mm-hmm. all around, um, both sides of the ball. Um, what sixty some points scored total? Yeah, yeah, oh, it was. Man. They were piling them on there, and uh, the ending was just chaotic (laughs) (laughs) both teams thought they won or both teams thought they won for a moment one of them actually did um but yeah i i I just i'm perplexed as to why west the giants offense can't really get ticking it must have been saquon outside of one run being stifled because that washington defense is so good and then they Mm -hmm. haven't gelled in the passing game that humongous drop by Slayton. slayton yeah yeah yeah, uh, I know, like Galladay, for instance, he was injured throughout uh, preseason. Um, Jones should have the uh, rapport with Slayton and um, Shepard, which I, I think is why you saw him going to those guys a little bit more um, as the game went on. Uh, I know he had a few misconnections with Galladay. Um, yeah, both running backs actually didn't really show up uh, when you talk about the, the lead dogs, uh, Gibson and, and Saquon, you know, Saquon's obviously uh, nursing himself back from um, major knee injury. Um, JD McKissick, he showed out in yeah. the passing game, um, but bo- both of these defenses, their front sevens are, are pretty tough. Um, so it led to a more of a passing attack game. Um, it was a higher score than I anticipated. Uh, I was saying it'd be the mm-hmm. high teens, low twenties. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, Jones's ability to escape the pocket and extend plays or run, um, really, um, is going to help them as they go forward. Uh, they had a few, what I deem bogus calls the holding mm-hmm. uh, penalty on his scramble where he scored a touchdown, um also there's a video circling the web for the offsides on that final field goal oh yeah where he he just uh timed the snap perfectly and nobody else moved but Uh he he moved with as the ball moved he moved and nobody else had moved so uh, you know looking at it in real time it it looks like he was offsides but especially the angle they had from head on yeah like to me it looked like at the moment I saw the replay after at the moment it looked clear as day. Like, what are you doing Lawrence? And (laughs) from that angle head on, it looked like he totally jumped the gun. But when you see it from the other side, you're like, Ooh, okay. Well now I, now I see what he's talking about (laughs) and they can't eternally. They won't replay 
penalties, or at least when they tried it, it was disastrous. And they won't do it again because they just wouldn't admit they were wrong. Exactly. Um, but uh, so I, 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 I forecast the Cowboys to win that division, and you said Washington. I believe I said Washington. Yeah. Yep. And are you feeling still decent about that at zero and two? Um. Well, Washington is one and one. Oh wait, no, you said Washington. Okay, yeah, one and one. Yeah. And that was with Fitzpatrick too. That you had that going. That was with Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heineke looked serviceable. I mean, you know, if he puts together a good two or three game stretch here, while uh, Fitzmagic is out, uh, there's a good chance that he remains. Uh, I know they signed him in the off season to a two year deal, so mm-hmm. yeah, very team friendly deal. They don't really need too terribly much out of the position. Um, so long as their defense continues to perform at a high level. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah I for- remember three couple pods ago, I predicted three teams in this division are going to have winning records. Mm. Yeah. And so far the Eagles have surprised everybody that was low on them. Yeah. Oh. Wow. They talk about a surprise. They, yeah, they, but I'm just going over some of the stats from that game. Daniel Jones had 95 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. That's that's incredible. And, you know, he tried to pull that stuff against Denver and then he ended up coughing up the football. And I know he's always <laughs> had some fumbling issues, but did, like last year and prior with his fumbling issues, did they come from the pocket or when he was scrambling like he like he did Monday? Rookie year was both. Both. Yep. And then so, he got gun shy last year with running it a little bit and he kind of t- tapered that down. But then he just got a little bit better with Controlling the ball. I think he went from 17 to whatever he had, nine or something. Yeah, and he also had five receivers that averaged 12 yards or more a reception, which is pretty mm-hmm. impressive, really. I think that that stat is, is awesome. Yeah, his uh, receiving core, once they start to gel, is pretty darn good when Slayton doesn't drop game-winning touchdowns. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because he's got, and they have a dude they don't even use yet, and that Tony guy, the rookie. Right. And then we know the tight ends with Ingram when he's healthy and Rudolph are fine. So they're all type of pass catchers galore that, as we always say, if Mahomes had them, it would be unstoppable. Yeah. So the other thing that's so weird about football is that with Taylor Heineke, he had that mistake down the stretch, and then he they got the ball back, and he delivered that strike in the red zone, and that ended up putting them back in the game. But if the, if Hopkins misses that field goal, we're sitting here thinking like, yeah, but they didn't win, so therefore he's only average. But because of special teams events and they got the win, he feels like a guy that can start the rest of the season and get wins. And it'll always be perplexing to me about how how winning cures those types of debates <laughs> when, when when in the mo- when the, the the decisive moment of the game had nothing to do with the quarterback, but, right. And he did a lot to get him there, and I'm not taking any credit away from him. But if they lost that game, it would have been like, God, is he really the solution? We'll have to see. But the locker room loves him. So, yeah. The uh, other game, the next one, was another thriller, and that was the Ravens and the Chiefs. And Lamar Jackson found a way to pull that one out. In case I forget to bring up the stat, a very little talked about thing is that he is third in the NFL in rushing yards. And it's that's just it's it's remarkable, like because we we know he's a quarterback and we know he runs the ball, but I don't think that anybody quite understands, generally How speaking, much. that yeah, that he he has statistics as a running back. And it's 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 
it's remarkable. And he gets away with it. I don't know how long he will. I'm starting to think in my own mind, as I project how his career will go, that I should just consider his trajectory like that of a running back, that he has like a four or five year window right now to go win championships with the Ravens in all likelihood by 29 or so. He'll be too banged up and he'll either have to adapt to be a passer only or be like Cam Newton and just not the same dude anymore. Because if you would have told anybody in 2015 that, yeah, Cam's going to be fizzled within four or five years, you would have been like, you know, blasphemy. (laughs) That's true. Where did, where did the chiefs go wrong Wes, in that game? Uh, Where did they go wrong? Um, You know, I, I don't know if they're, necessarily did uh, i think both uh both defenses had um like a solid game plan they kind of both did a delayed blitz whenever they were trying to apply pressure uh which i, I think helped confuse both lamar and um mahomes while also in a way containing them um as they stepped up to you know, elude any pressure. Here came a, another set of dudes to you know tackle, uh, tackle them. Um, I mean, maybe you know, maybe it comes down to not getting the running game going uh, for Kansas City, focusing too much on the pass. Uh, I mean, I it, it's tough to say. The reason you you get your running game going typically is to to give your defense um, time to rest in between series, uh, especially chasing a guy like Lamar, it's probably easy to get gassed. But, um, you know, th- their defense came out hot with Honey Badger picking off Lamar twice. Yep. Uh, almost had a third one. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe getting, you know, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire going a little bit more. Uh, he's looking a little sketchy right now in terms of, um, you know, his, his, where he was drafted in the first round and from, are you talking performance. Fa- fantasy football or real life for both? Both. Okay. Both, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they, yeah. You, you would think that a team that knows that they're set at quarterback for 12 years or whatever it ends up being. And he basically can make a lot out of nothing. If he had to, that, why wouldn't you just stockpile with defense? Like the Patriots won however many Super Bowls with hodgepodge running backs. And why wouldn't they replicate that? Do they really think that having what they considered maybe a top eight running back coming out of college was going to just make them unstoppable? Right. Because right. They, we all know that they're not going to be a run first offense. So why spend a first rounder on it? Maybe Mahomes told him to. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, maybe, maybe you you know, work in screens or, or some other yeah. form of, of the passing attack, but um, they, uh, I don't know if they've targeted him at all yet. Um, yeah. If they have, it's, you know, less than five targets over two games. Yeah. Uh, Jason, on your Broncos in relation to these two teams, your undefeated Broncos, <laughs> which of these, if you had to play a wild card playoff game, this Sunday, which team do you fear more, the Chiefs or the Ravens? Oh, the the Ravens for really? sure. Um, you know, and, and in the Chiefs, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I fear them both, really, right? I mean, but yeah. the Chiefs is a is a divisional opponent, and 
if, 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 I mean, I was just thinking about the game we were at last year and the chiefs didn't have anything locked up yet. So they had to play good. Um, it was toward the end of the season and we played with our situation being what it was last year and came within a touchdown and had the ball with a chance to actually win the game there. So, I mean, just because I think they're in the division, um, makes the chances of us being able to succeed against them a little bit better, maybe yeah, no doubt, but uh, yeah, watching the game in, 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 in terms of the question that you asked Wes, I, I don't know that the, that the, that the chiefs could have done anything differently. <laughs> I mean, they were in the position to win the game. Then they did run the ball mm-hmm. and bad luck. You got completely right. bad luck. And Lamar got his first victory against Mahomes. Loved the call at the end of the game by Harbaugh going for it and securing that um, instead of giving it back to Mahomes. But yeah, I mean, I was watching Baltimore and I didn't watch the whole game, but there at the end when I started, I saw a couple of, you know, Lamar's picks, but when they're running the ball, I don't know where it's going. I have no idea where it's going. There's, there's motion before snaps. They get it fake fake it's just i i mean i couldn't imagine defending that talking to a friend of mine that's a chiefs fan and he, and he says that the chiefs played bad defense well, i'm like i don't know how you defend it i mean yeah. especially when they when the, when the ravens come out with the game plan to involve lamar jackson that much it's like we really what do you do i mean we play him in two weeks and i'm I have no clue what Fangio will even bring to the table to try to continue. Oh yeah. I forgot about that when I asked the question. Uh, the thing that I'll continue to be in awe of is that the Ravens will likely get to the postseason and make their playoff push. And they're a pronounced run first offense that you know, each year with Lamar Jackson, they run the ball more than any other team and nobody throws a fit about it. Like we're in a pass happy evolution right now or revolution, depending how you want to look at it. And he can throw the ball. Uh, certainly can throw the ball. He's not as accurate as the, the heavy hitters like Mahomes and Wilson, but he's faster and he's more of a uh, with his feet playmaker, but it, it's a run happy offense. And probably the only one in the entire league that gets a, a get out of jail free card. It's like, Oh yeah, the Ravens, they run it and they don't get criticism for not throwing it that much. And I think it's pretty neat because it's it's like it's not a throwback because it's mostly the quarterback doing the running, but in terms of how they play with defense, which they you know they want to have the the big names in the defense, the time of possession, and running the football. That's that's old school power football that makes some of the analytic crowd just shudder. Yeah, why do you think that gets stopped in the playoffs? Going to interrupt for just a second to talk about one more of our sponsors, which is PlayActionPools.com. Uh, it's exciting news. Our podcast is partnering up with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we love most. You'll be able to get on all the action at playactionpools.com and a football pick'em challenge, which is open to everybody. Here's how it works. You sign up for the contest, believe football pick'em at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. Uh, they're going to select 10 of the highest profile games per week for you to make your picks. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest BLEAV football pick'em, believe football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivors, pick'ems, and all kinds of sportsbook style concepts so you can build your own bankroll. 
playactionpools.com, your new home for all of your office sports pools. Well, let's see. Probably, you mean because years past and like back in the good days, the old days, right? Mm -hmm. It was that kind of, you know, the running attack. Granted, it looks so much different, like you said, with the Ravens, but, you know, running, grounding, pounding, you'd think that would be a formula for success in the playoffs, not the other way around, but it does get stopped when, when postseason arrives. Well, they do. They certainly do. But I, I want to use like the Patriots example that they they commit to the run, but then you, by the way, have the greatest player ever <laughs> playing quarterback oh, yeah. to right. bail you out. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm one of the, I think few people in the world that's not convinced that throwing this, throwing that, throwing on first down every time. I don't, I don't think that is the blueprint for success. Um, just as fi- hiring an offensive minded head coach, there's no precedent for them winning Super Bowls because these old guys keep winning. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that actually a hundred percent, but yeah. And then there's that stat that circulates about once a year that the top 10 highest scoring teams, in NFL history, none of them won a Super Bowl. They were too offense heavy right? and it always finds a way to bite them in the ass. And it's not because they're ill prepared on defense. It's just that if, if offense is what you're going to hang your hat on, eventually it's going to bite you. And it, it seems so unforeseen at the time, but it always does. And you're right. Yeah. So I, th- I think that the fundamentals of running football and playing defense are still very much there. It's just the advantages of being a little riskier and how, how we've become acclimated to go for it on fourth down more liberally. And then, uh, you know, throwing the ball, if you do it effectively is always going to get you more yards. Uh, but we've just become enchanted with throwing the football in this era. And I don't know if the pendulum will ever swing back because of the rules. Yeah. All Analytics right. too. Mm-hmm. Analytics, yeah. I'm sure plays uh, a part um, in a lot of the decisions, you know, that are made. So factor yeah. that in too. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Packers had a scare on Monday night football. That was what, about an hour and a half long until halftime. And then I'm fairly certain that they did not allow the Lions to score again after halftime. <laughs> yeah, at halftime, right. I was like, yeah, see, my prediction's coming true. <laughs> yeah, they uh, <laughs> they toyed around with them. Um, so I, I wanted well, – well, this the game was not very exciting. It was foregone conclusion that the, the Rodgers, the Packers, were going to get back on track. But <laughs> the, the, West, <laughs> the West, you had in the agenda the Mannings and their commentary. Did you check that out? I missed it again. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I need to set like a, a calendar alarm or something. I, I come home and when I turn on the TV, it, you know, populates, you know, my favorite shows or what have you. And yeah, Monday Night Football is usually on there. And and so I just tune in while I'm, you know, taking care of the kid or whatever. I uh, don't really have the volume up all that high. Yeah. Um, the Manning broadcast is kind of a secondary option mm-hmm. uh, where I would have to go find it on the page. So I, I didn't even, it didn't, you know, register in my, my memory, but um, from what I understand there, um, they doubled in size from uh, week one. So, you know, it, it's definitely something to check out. Uh, I know they have uh, guests on the show. A I bunch think, of them. Yeah. Favre was on the show. Favre, uh, Gronkowski. Pat yeah. McAfee. Yeah. They, so they have a, a plethora of them. I, I did watch it. Uh, so I, I'll give you my little spiel on it. If, if my team on my hat here, this purple team, if they were playing, I would not watch the Mannings do it um, because <laughs> the way that it feels is if it would be myself and one of you guys 
doing a game. Now those two are a lot more <laughs> experienced right. and they know more about the game than we ever will, but there's no play by play. It's just, we watch the play and then in the lead up to the play, we'll say, Oh yeah, look at those safeties drop that far back. Hopefully they run the football. And then they say witty stuff and then some insightful stuff, but it does not have the same cadence or experience of watching the game. Gotcha. My, my wife even said, this feels like lockdown commentary, like kind of like when the <laughs> draft draft was virtual, it, it was cool, but it wasn't quite the real thing. Yeah, I didn't. Right. I haven't seen it yet either. What what is is it exactly? On ESPN two, they run the Monday Night Football game, and it's Eli and Peyton Manning just talking for three hours about the game. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, so it's hilarious. And then they had Farvon, they had Gronkowski on, and they bring in all these guests, and they just kind of shoot the shit with them. And so I tuned in, and my dumbass thought that one of them was going to be play by play, and the other one was going to be commentary. But no. It's like you go up, you watch the play, and then they'll go, oh, oh, and then they'll do that. And then they'll tell you what happened based on their experience. And then in the, in the pre-snap, stuff is awesome because Peyton will tell you. What to, it's like Tony Romo. He'll tell you what to look for, and then it usually happens. Uh, but there's like it just does not have the same feel if you're tuning in to watch your team. And when there's flags and stuff, no, oh, yeah. insi- no insight. They're, they're just... <laughs> They're bemoaning the fact that there's a flag at all. And, you know, it's a very quarterback driven analysis. And right. so it's, it's very fun and I recommend it. But if, yeah. it's the, if it's the Broncos, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess around with it because you want to hear all the, the play by play. Or I bet for me, I just want to watch the game as I'm used to watching it. But when it's the yeah. other team, especially the Packers, who I, I loathe, that uh, it's, it's cool to see what they do. Do they, do they like <laughs> ever belittle the teams? <laughs> Like, um, like, why are you running this? Yeah, oh, why yeah, you- yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they're <laughs> critical, and then, but they're also very funny. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they had, they had Favre on there, and uh, Eli was telling them a story when he was a high school or something that he was down in Mississippi, and he was like, Yeah, me and my buddy uh, climbed a fence, and then we, we were going into the bar that you were at, Brett, and my buddy chickened out. And he was like, and I tried to get him to come in, but he was scared and didn't want to get arrested. And he's like, so we ended up leaving. And Favre was like, well, uh, your buddy's got a good heart, but my uncle owned the place. I could have let you in the front door. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he remembered it and everything. And Favre's awesome, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, uh, I won't ever have to worry about that being on Monday night. Broncos don't play Monday night, Dustin. They, they, uh. they Remember, no primetime games this year. They didn't have any? Yeah, well, they got the they got the Thursday night. Oh yeah, okay. I think it's like it's legally required that they have one. So yeah, no. Well, the Thursday night, every team has to play on Thursday at least once. <laughs> yeah, there so you go. They they got them into a Thursday nighter, which nobody even watches. <laughs> <laughs> which opponent is that? You remember? Uh, it's actually gonna be it's it's a good one. It's Cleveland. Oh, okay, mm. cool, nice. All right, let's talk about this Thursday nighter, uh, a snoozer on paper, but it will be cool to see if Carolina trucks along, because if I'm not mistaken, Jason said that that would be a team that he would say is a surprise playoff team. And through two games, it seems the Darnold experiment is working. They're getting wins at least. And Mm -hmm. Houston is temporarily headed in a different direction because they lost their star quarterback, who is now a big deal because Terod Taylor was playing wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Now, now they have to pivot to Davis Mills. So, Jason, when you predicted a surprise playoff appearance from these Panthers, did you? Is this how it's supposed? To, is this how it looks? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it looks. It, I think it looks good. I don't think it looks nowhere near as good as it can get, though. Um, you know, I think they'll continue to improve as the season goes on. Um, you know, Donald gets uh, gets more and more used to the, the the guys he's got down there throwing the ball to him, and McCaffrey continues to do his thing. And yeah, I mean, I I think it's going quite well for him. I was, you know, I wasn't expecting it to only have like what six undefeated teams left, and yeah, <laughs> you know the. Well, the Broncos are one of those, so that doesn't really say much. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then te- the Texans. I think it'll be a good game tomorrow night. Actually, I mean, yeah. kind of like um, I think well, it'll exceed expectations, kind of like the uh, the Washington New York game. Did. It depends on Mills, though. Well, yeah, it does. Yes, yeah, that's correct. Correct. it does. Third rounder, right? Uh, yeah, he he got drafted right after Mond okay. uh, for the Vikings. And truth be told, he probably should have been about a fifth rounder, right? If we weren't going to stretch, probably, yeah. So with yeah. Ter- with Terod, this would be <laughs> this newfound Terod. Uh, this would be a wonderful matchup the way he was playing, but he's out. He's on the IR, and so now we get this rookie third rounder who, in theory, could do well. And it's not like Panthers are total gangbusters yet, um, but I'll certainly watch. It's still in that I, I watch every Thursday night game, but there are a lot of times where you look at the docket and you're like, oh god. But right now, I'm still in that super excited mode. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's unfortunate what happened with 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 Tarot again too. It's just like that sort of thing seems to happen to him every year, right? I mean, it it happened <laughs> right with with uh, you know, the most recent over in uh, L.A. You know, with you know the Chargers, yep. and he's always more than capable. I mean, for for like the one or two games that we get to see him before something happens to him. And now, I mean, now we were talking about it at work. The guy's like, he's 32 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is getting up there in age. I mean, right. that's, it's, it's really unfortunate for him. He could have, if, if this was to continue, you know, the franchise is his for however long he wants it because Watson doesn't even want to play there. He could have a Gannon like Renaissance and if indeed that was his fate, it was underway. Because if you crunch the numbers, it was a very small sample size. I know that. But his first game and then the first half of yeah. whatever, like he looked like a good quarterback. And uh, he's right up there. And who knows if it would have stayed the course. Uh, his career trajectory, you know, he started in Buffalo. He took them to the playoffs after they had gone through a long drought. And then they just wanted something more. Um, whether that was Peterman or went into Josh Allen. Like he got perceived as a game manager and a dink and dunker and we've seen his arm. He's got a, he's got a mini cannon. So I don't know that the bills perception of him was correct, at least the front office. Cause I know fans liked him. And then, yeah, he had the, the chart or then he went to the Browns when they were still laughable. Right. And he, he gave way to Mayfield, I think in week two on a primetime game on, it, on an injury. Yep. 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 And then, yep. Yep. That, and that was like, uh, preordained in the sense that Baker was going to take over at some point, kind of like it feels like fields right now. Yeah. Right. Yep. If fields has a good game after his trashy one trashy finish to one, then he'll be the guy. They, literally the exact same situation has happened to this guy three years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. The only difference right now is that mills isn't uh, a surefire, you know, going projected starter. It'll be cool if, if mills is good, but yes, every stop of the way three times in a row, he's got hurt. The rookie takes over. Yeah. Yep. And I like, actually like David Davis Mills. Uh, we I call, think Dustin, I was talking to you once about that, Dustin. Some of my mm-hmm. guys out in Colorado thought that he was like the third, 
third best quarterback in that draft class, third or fourth. Yeah. Well, he'll get he'll get a run here of is it probably three, at least four three games. Months. Yep. Yeah. And it's otherwise it's Jeff Driscoll, right? Oh God. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing about yep. that is is there ain't no expectations in in Houston. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, right. he can go out there and play loose and, you know, um, not have too much pressure on him. Yeah. I had Houston picked as a, a sleeper team where um, they might not have won a ton of games, but I, I thought that, you know, going into the season with Tyrod at the helm, that they'd keep a lot of games interesting uh, to the point where if I was a better, I wouldn't want to uh, bet on the opposing team just because you never know what was going to happen. Um, but now with Tyrod out, I, I just don't know what we're going to get from Mills. If we're going to get enough of a game management from him to, um, or for that to hold true. I, I do have a stat for you guys here. Yep, let's hear it. Um, so uh, there's been one team that hasn't run an offensive play while trailing this year. Can you tell me that team? Oh, it's going to be who you least expect. It is Raiders. The Carolina Panthers. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so they haven't, oh. uh, they haven't taken an offensive snap being down while trailing. Yeah. Um, well, for what it's worth, too, Davis Mills's stat line was eight for 18, 102 yards and one touchdown, one interception. And that that's that that was far superior to Fields' day, yeah. Justin Fields. And <laughs> hey, the Browns defense doesn't suck either. So, yeah, not that that stat matters to anybody, but I just no. figured I'd throw that out there because no, that's a serviceable rookie debut. Not too bad. Not too bad. If, uh, if well, I don't know if that was in garbage time or not, but no. If if a Viking quarterback did that in his rookie year, or first game, excuse me, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's keep growing. So I'm not going to take anything away from him. Uh, no. The su- the Sunday night game is one that we've seen a lot in the last five, six, seven years. Whether it's playoffs, real season, it's the Packers and the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And the reason I always remember this is because it hasn't been this time, but it's usually sold as the Aaron Rodgers revenge game. And then every single time the Packers lose to the Niners. So I don't know why we keep trying to say it's a revenge game because 15 years ago, a team didn't draft him from his home state and therefore he's going to stick it to him, but he never sticks it to him. Yeah. So not, yeah, not only awesome. didn't draft him, but drafted another uh, in-state guy <laughs> yeah. over him. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> so good. But he could beat them three times in a row now and it wouldn't matter because they've already got the best of them on more noteworthy occasions. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was yeah. I was so relieved that I haven't heard that. And then here I am bringing it up. But in, in those playoff <laughs> moments, it's like, ooh, yeah, he's not gonna let this happen again. And it's like, don't you look at every time they beat him, whether it's Kaepernick or Garoppolo. And, uh, so this one, this one is tricky because the Packers have come back to life as most thought they would. And then the Niners got off the schneid and toppled the Eagles. And is it, this game is in San Francisco in San Francisco. Okay. That's, that's huge. I, uh, it probably would swing in the favor of the Packers if it was in Lambeau, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a defense that usually gives Rogers fits. And I think that these are two good football teams and this can be, you know, an NFC playoff preview. If they, they watch their P's and Q's throughout the season, and I don't really know who I'd pick with a gun to my head with this one. I haven't I haven't thought about the rest of the week's matchups. Jason, do you like the Niners in this one? 
Yeah, I'll take the Niners. Yep. Yep. Do you think that <clears throat> is it the defense or is it the whole product or what is it about the Niners that I think that well, I just think the Niners are a are more are a better well-rounded team overall. The defense is, I think, better than 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 the Packers defense. Uh, I think that they can contain Rodgers. Uh well hopefully anyway, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, well-rounded product compared to the Packers. I'm still, I'm still not sold on those Packers. Is it defense yeah. or what? I think so, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's the whole, it's everything there. It's a, it's my view of the situation hasn't changed much since the last time I went off about them. Um, and I just don't know that you're ever going to be able to pull yourself out of the mire that they created for themselves. I, I mean, one win can cover it up, but you know, damn well, it's not officially covered up. There are still things there. Yeah. And as long as those things are there, I think it's just gotta be hard as hell to just put it aside and just says, you know, I, I can't imagine Rogers having a conversation with the Fleur and saying, "Hey, you know what? We've had our differences. But we're going to put this stuff aside. We're going to go out there and win a Super Bowl." Yeah, they're going to come out and they're going <laughs> to say that they say that to each other on television. But you know, mm-hmm. damn well they don't. I don't see it. Wes, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Um, I, I think San Francisco will prevail. Um, they started the season with two road games. Um, right. This will be their quote-unquote home opener um primetime game should be loud and obnoxious um i i'm just seeing some holes right now with green bay that i'm not fully confident um that's be up front defensively yeah the the defensive front uh, seems to have been struggling um Offense uh, has seemed out of sync at times. Um, the one thing is the this will be you know the 49ers first like true test. Um, Detroit you know wasn't much of a test, although they did have to um, hang on to that late comeback. Um, Philly Philly has a really good defense, and I think that's why the the score of that game was so obscure. It was like 17 to 11 or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just listening to uh, the local radio out here, um, they're talking about how, you know, the coaching staff scripted for uh, that Philly defense in that, in that game. Um, and, you know, that that's kind of why you saw um a struggle at first uh, with the 49ers to, you know, get some kind of offensive consistency and go from there. Um, I, I think that they'll, they'll be able to script against green Bay and this defense that's struggling and um, it'll be a good show. Uh, it usually is, but the Niners have enough to, um, to seal the deal. My funny <clears throat> Niners story on this topic, or I guess the Niners in general is the week one, highlights the noon games are going on and i think fox broke into the niners game for a highlight and trey lance threw a touchdown pass and i was like oh so they're gonna do the fields thing they're gonna get him in the red zone <clears throat> check the stats week and a half later he's only throwing one pass so <laughs> it was like they just did that it's like uh welcome to the nfl and now go sit on the right. bench. i think he's i think he's <laughs> yeah. run the ball a few other times but 
so far it's Garoppolo's gig and boom, they're two and oh. So why mess yeah. with it? Especially we if they beat probably, the Packers. Yeah, for sure. And we need to have also another storyline for this game though, is, uh, they made a pretty hard push for, for Rogers. Yeah. And, didn't they back when all that draft stuff broke? I think the yeah. Niners made them a pretty damn good offer, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Well, that's when I was driving to the NFL draft and we stopped after I hadn't checked my phone in several hours. And I found out all that out that there was legitimate trade rumors about them. They were the team that allegedly was interested. And I never confirmed after the fact that they were really going to give up like three first for a 38 year old. Uh, it, it felt, yeah. it feels like lunacy. Um, <laughs> lunacy. But, well, yeah, it was going to be Garoppolo and three firsts and two seconds. And it was like, what? That's like what you yeah. try to give up for Russell Wilson. <laughs> right. And for Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy's only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. I was in my, I was in, I was still drinking then. <laughs> right towards the tail end. Yeah. God. All right, the last topic, we got about three minutes here, is Monday Night Football, Eagles-Cowboys. And where is that game at, Wes? Do we know? That one is in Dallas. Ooh, okay. So In the Jerry Dome. <laughs> Jerry World. <laughs> Jerry uh, World. Jalen Hurts, who another one. You know, I talked about Daniel Jones looking very good. Well, so has Jalen Hurts. And mm-hmm. fantasy heads knew that would happen, but I don't know if the real world thought he would be this good this quick. Uh, they lost last week. The Niners are tricky to solve defensively and i don't think the eagles are going to be as bad as a lot of brains thought the, re- yeah. the receiver the receivers are actually you know looking like playmakers and that makes all the difference in the world yeah i i agree um hertz does still have a, a little bit of ways to go though um i saw something earlier today take away the 91 yard pass that he had to uh Watkins and he would only had um 98 yards on the day passing. Uh he gets a lot of the, the work done with his legs much like Lamar. Um that defense just lost um I think Brandon Ingram is the guy's name defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um I I I think Dallas will will take this one being the home team. Yeah, I I believe in the Cowboys too and that's uh, always because their offense just seems so loaded with the, the playmakers. And then uh, I'm a, I'm a Dak believer, mm-hmm. but I have been impressed from afar. What hurts has done, even if it's all derived from one 99 yard pass, because guess what? That's a 99 yard pass. And those are pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I think right now, if you're an observer or an Eagles fan, you're probably feeling pretty good about hurts over Wentz, Aren't you Jason? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, I like the young nucleus that Philadelphia has. I mean, it, they've been quietly putting together a nice little team there. Um, I wasn't expecting it to, to amount to anything this year, but apparently it's, it's doing better than I expected it to do. And I think that's going to be another great game on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, but I do think the I do think the Cowboys will, will take it. Um, that doesn't say anything bad about the Eagles though. Right. That division is shaping up to be, I mean, when you're used to that division being the worst in the league, mm-hmm. it could be one of the better divisions in the league. And they're getting a lot of their division games out of the way early. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At least starting on them early. And and then all four of them feel like the same caliber of good. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. <laughs> they don't suck like they did last year. It feels like last year they were all fighting for five and 11, six and 10. Now they should be all fighting for nine and eight. 10 and seven, it feels like they're all about that good. 
Yeah, right. for now, anyway, until the injuries happen. Right. Uh, uh, let's see here. So, yeah, Wes, on a, on a personal note about the way that the Eagles have done this with Hurts and DeWint, if indeed the Vikings are forced to rebuild or tear it down to the studs or switch leadership, this is how I'd want them to do it. I don't prefer that they sell off Kendricks, Thielen, and Jefferson and all, all of the nucleus. I'd prefer they do it like the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you take your your pounding and I guess it would be next year if, if the Vikings were going to rebuild after this season. Uh, I just, I don't want a Miami Dolphins feeling like let's suck for three years only to maybe get to nine and eight in our fourth year. I prefer right. this, this model where there, you still have a puncher's chance. You would let Mond or whoever the next guy is develop. And I mean, this is all if the, in case the Vikings don't turn it around this season, but uh, it just, it, to me, it would be a model for how to do things because cousins would probably have to be traded kind of like Wentz was. Right. And and then you would, you know, hopefully have some development from Mon like you've seen from Hertz. Are you are you in that mindset or would you want to strip it all down if the Vikings had to rebuild? No, I, I think that's the the right way to do it is, you know, still field a um a team that can go out and hopefully win some games, um uh, especially if you have who you think you know, might be the quarterback of the future on the roster. Yeah. Uh, then it's not like you're you're tanking for, um, you know, Tua or, or whoever. Um, they are operating under a pretty um, crazy financial hit on the dead cap <laughs> for the for Wentz, uh, which uh, I believe if the Vikings traded or moved on from Cousins like that. Uh, would probably surpass that, whatever that dead cap hit is. Um, so, you know, that ha- has to be factored into the decision as well. But, you know, they've been able to field a team that, you know, looks like it, it has what it needs. Okay. You know, a rebuilding team, you know, I got to be biased with, with the Broncos. Um, you know, they've, they were under the guise that they were still trying to win now, right? Mm-hmm. But they slowly got rid of, you know, some of those top tier guys that they had won the Super Bowl with, and they didn't ever make it really look like a rebuild. Yeah. Uh, right. But it was most definitely a rebuild. And over the last five years, they have accumulated so much talent. Mm-hmm. It is really quite sickening, yeah. um, you know, at the receiver position. And then by anchoring in those vets to kind of sturdy things up on the defensive side. And then that whole offensive line, with the exception of one, like Graham Glasgow, they're all within their first four or five years too. So they've done a pretty good job rebuilding, but the Vikings are in a good spot too with Mond. Um, They got that guy there. Should they decide to go that direction? I agree. All right, gentlemen, that is all we have. Uh, I wish you happy football watching Thursday football. Hopefully we get another thriller and we'll, we'll talk to you gentlemen and listeners in one week. Peace. You are watching the Master at Work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.